You were saying Homer Simpson said something the other day, Josh, to Marge. Oh, yeah. Come on. <laughs> About no comeuppance. No comeuppance, Marge. Look at, you know, <laughs> I was watching an old episode. And he got his comeuppance. Right. <laughs> <laughs> There's this idea where, I, I don't know. Well, I'll say this. I know that it's really easy to find something wrong with something. And it's really difficult to like spin it the other way at times where like, right. And Monty, Pi- Monty Python has a song for that. Right. And then they <laughs> always look on the bright side of life. You always hear people too. Like, are you a glass half empty person or a glass half full person? Or, and a lot of people are, are they pull that negative out. Right. Yeah. People also rally around destroying things because it's really hard to build something. Probably a good topic to talk about today. Why don't we do that, Josh? Yeah, why not? Okay, we'll do it then. Uh, Let's call this, we can call it the unification of destruction. We can call it uh, the reason of negativity. Something like that. Yeah, that sounds good. Choose your own title today. Yep. All right. Today on... Curiosity Continuum. (laughs) Is that cheesy as crap? It's okay. We'll leave it. If we have to re-record, I'll say, Brian, we really need to record this. <laughs> Just the beginning. We're leaving all this in right now. <laughs> we'll have the theme music playing. The awesome theme song. Hey, everybody, this is Brian. And this is Josh. Thank you for joining us today on Curiosity Continuum. For those of you tuning in for the first time, Curiosity Continuum is a podcast and movement started by two lifelong friends. We want to spark your curiosity, help you integrate information, and enhance your everyday contextual awareness in a constantly changing world. We share conversations with you that explore, examine, and reframe common practical topics or things that cross Josh and Maya's mind in a given day. Right. And if you guys want to receive updates when new content is available, please be sure to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you can receive those notifications. And we do appreciate you. Everybody who listens for engaging with us and sharing your own curiosities with your friends and with us as we explore topics together. You can always find us on curiositycontinuum.com with all our social media and we thrive on your feedback. We hope to start a conversation with you soon. We would love to uh, give you something useful to chew on and start your own conversations in a given week. Okay, Brian. So we were just kind of like throwing this topic around this kind of destruction, this kind of negativity And really, we were just, it was, for me, it was kind of a topic I wanted to talk about because everywhere you look, I mean, this is, I think this has been since the beginning of time, really. Everywhere you look, everywhere you talk to, every person you talk to, it seems like all they're talking about is the bad things. You know, oh, we're, you know, we're going to war with this country or the stock market is down or... I lost a bunch of money or, you know, did you hear my neighbor died? It's, it's really, I don't really hear much of the good things, even though you know they're happening. Yeah. I think it's human nature to be able just to automatically point those things out. And you could probably cite a lot of different things if we say entropy happens and, and, you know, decay happens and things. So we're kind of going in that direction anyway. And it's kind of like going with the flow almost, you know, like here's the things that are bad today. Those are also things that sting. We don't, as human beings, really like suffering. It happens. It's part of part of human life. Do you think this has a lot to do with like the idea of change and how people don't like change? Yeah, probably. I think it, it rubs against 
what people would want to, if, if it was easy, everybody would do it. Had this uh, little podcast that Tony Robbins did. He had a quote, and I really liked it. When we had, we did an episode recently about change and, and the, the inevitability of it. He had said this, which I really liked, and I think it plays into this really well. He said that just because change happens doesn't mean progress has occurred. He said there's a oh, differentiation of it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's definitely true, especially in, in a society where every person, and I have, I've had this conversation with other people too, that just because you've changed as a person doesn't mean the group has changed. Correct. And it's, I think it's also unfair to pull that group, like trying to pull everybody at your speed. Like if you've changed faster than some other people, it's okay to slow down a little bit and let everyone else catch up. You don't have to all of a sudden impose your will on them and pull them with you. Right. And in juxtaposition also, it's important to know when the season is. Maybe you don't spend as much time with them. Maybe you find new folks. There's this idea where you have a diet, whether it's food, and most people will think of it that way, but there's also like the people that you hang out with, things that you do. So if you make a change, if you do something, there probably, and if you actually made progress with it, there are things that you actually purposely did, which goes against the flow of just normal whatever, and you kind of climb, you, you kind of move to a different position. Now, does it mean that the other people are all of a sudden less than absolutely not because everybody makes choices in their life right sometimes those choices move people apart and some times it moves people together that weren't before and there's just seasons of relationship right and i mean and it's okay to like be like you know what we're just i'm gonna go over here for a little while yeah and that's not always a negative thing i think when i was younger i would almost think like that's why would you do that but you realize, too, that everybody's got their own certain kinds of dysfunction. It's more right. like what you get familiar with. It's like, I'm okay with this kind of dysfunction, but not that. And then I think there's like your own contextual awareness will change if you really want to have progress in your life. So you're not always tuned into where you were. If you really want to move, sometimes you move here. There's a guy named Tom Coates who is a wonderful, wonderful individual. And I know him in professional circles uh, up in the Nashville area. And he tells a story about lobsters and he uses it often when you were doing like a networking event and it really is applicable. He said that when you are a lobster <laughs> and you have your lobster homies right there, he said the tank can actually be like, you know, pretty shallow. Well, you think like, you know, the lobsters got organized, they would actually just like unify and like escape the heck out and go <laughs> running across the public's, <laughs> right. the public's floor and out the door. But other lobsters will pull other lobsters down. It's like in their nature to kind of like make sure nobody's like getting up far enough. It's a really an interesting thing. And sometimes I wonder if that also plays into human relationships where it's almost like people pull you down. So like you're not that lobster that's changing their life. It's the mo almost the mob mentality where right. we're satisfied here. So why do you want to be up there? Or why right. the grass is greener type mentality where, you know, you want you seeing what your neighbor has. And you're, you know, you're thinking, oh, I'm, you know, that's going to be cool. But then when you actually get over there, you're like, this guy screwed up, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Sometimes it represents too, that people actually don't know how to look at something different. And so it, it almost becomes threatening to how they would perceive something or think of something. And that's just because we all have our patterns of ways that we'd like to think about things or understand the world. Well, you can't do that because, and then, like you said, you pick out like the negative things. This is why we couldn't do it. This is why we 
Right. It's almost like the excuse, right? Instead of taking the responsibility, it's not your fault. It's, oh, I couldn't do this because of this. Yeah. There's circumstances and there's choice. And there's an amalgamation of the two things that happen. And there are definitely things that happen because you don't choose. I mean, there are definitely things that are out of your control that happen. Right? I mean, that happens everywhere. It happens every day. Every, Every person has that. I mean... You know, I go to work and something's happened that's has nothing to do with me, but yet I got to deal with it. <laughs> yeah. We don't live in a bubble. No. Those things happen. No. And it's okay. It's okay to say like, look, that's what happened. But I also think that it's also not always okay to blame the other things for maybe your own short sightedness <laughs> on something. Yeah. We have, we have the ability to choose how we respond to a situation. Right. You know, that's that's an important thing to keep in mind. And look, there are a lot of things that would press on you to make you want to just choose the way you've always chosen or do something. But that's where when you see people that have, have made a big change, I think one of the, the most visually stunning examples of this or just practical examples is when somebody has like a dramatic like weight loss story. You know, right. like they were they had like 100 pounds and you can actually physically see the thing that like, whoa, this person was this size and now they're this size and here's the the physical difference but the bigger thing that even happens is on the inside when what type of emotional things did you have to work through to get to that point what types of things did you have to deal with as far as like feeling frustrated or or right discouraged or would, all that kind of stuff you know what i'm saying like there's these other kinds of things that could have could really weigh you down if you let it and, or, and maybe it did weigh them down for a long time you know like yeah like i've known people that you know, have gone through like a weight loss journey or a, a profound change, like an addiction or something that where they've always lived their life, but they finally take the ownership of their life. And I think that's what we're, I think that's what we're really trying to hit on here is that this negativity really isn't negativity. It's just your lack of ownership into something. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, does that make sense? It does. Yeah. We, when you have, those situations press on you and things happen. It's like, well, of course that happened. Like why, why would it go well for me? Or, you know, or like this happened, like, of course that happens. Like, why would I expect to not have suffering? You know, I think by our nature, human beings see the negative easy and it's kind of a way that we actually find consensus. I think we want to try to make sense of negative things. And because everybody's kind of naturally wired to more see it, you can kind of find it, but that's where it's really a, a skill that you have to practice again and again to look, you know, always look on the bright side of life. It sounds really trite. It really does. It's an active thing to try to find the ways it could be good. Right. And I mean, a lot of times I remember like somebody will ask me, you know, at work, are you having a good day? And I say always. And I think that that is the choice I'm making to have a good day. Because you could easily come to work and be like, you know what? No, work sucks. I want to go home, you know? Yeah. But, and then you're, <laughs> but then you're very miserable with your existence and your life. <laughs> but if you actually yeah. take an active ownership into trying to stay positive, I know, I, and I know it's corny. And like Brian said, it is corny to kind of think like, oh, you know, look on the bright side, kind of like, you know, <laughs> put the smile on your face or that kind of stuff. <laughs> I mean, not be fake. But actually believing that your choices make a difference. 
I'll give a, a, it sounds, it's going to sound really funny, but I'll give you a real personal example right now. So growing up now, I, growing up in Minnesota and Josh can attest to this and anybody who's grown up in Minnesota, that there is usually like a, a strong line of sarcasm and self-deprecating humor that runs through just about everything in Minnesota. Yeah. A lot of passive aggressive. It's very disturbing there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it gets cold and gray, cold for, and gray for like half a year <laughs> or more. Yeah. <laughs> You know, there's what happened a lot of times too, is I would just always use self-deprecating humor about myself. Oh yeah, me, the ugly guy or something like that. And I would be joking about it, but then part of it is like, you know, some of it was my own insecurity about like, how do I look? Right. You know, just to be completely honest about right. it. Now I started to, I believe it was in my early twenties. I actually flipped it on its head. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to try something different. And I actually remember this choice. I've been watching old interviews of Muhammad Ali because Muhammad Ali could really talk. Oh, yeah. Good, I'm prettier than your boyfriend. You know, exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he said, ah, so pretty. Ah, so pretty. Yeah. And I would start to do that. And so my friends even like, you know, how are you feeling today, Brian? I said, I feel pretty. And I would do that. And it became a running joke with all of us. But what was interesting is that the more I said it, I didn't get full of myself. But I'm like, actually, like, I don't see myself as like this this hulking, breathing, deformed St. Bernard anymore in my mind. It actually like helped my self-esteem in a way where I carried myself different. Right. It, what was I doing anything different? I was just like saying something. And even if it was like, I had to like convince myself of it over time, it actually did have a, a mental benefit for me. Right. So I think the challenge here, and I think what we're talking about is it's not about the negativity. We're actually talking about the positive and we're talking about, taking an active role in you choosing the positive or choosing to see the positive. Right, Brian? And it takes, yeah. I mean, it takes a lot. You have to learn, you have to learn how to do it because I, I mean, completely honest in our society, this kind of behavior is not really rewarded that much. No, you know, people, and there's, yeah, people want to see things burn. Like some men just want to watch the world burn, you know? And it's true (laughs) though. Some people just want to see the drama. Yeah, that's true. That is a challenge because as much as it's easy to unite, if you give five people a sledgehammer and say, go tear this building down, they'll be really happy. Like, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Now you go say, give those five guys, let's build a building. And oh my gosh, that's a whole lot more work than than tearing down what somebody already built. So, And that's, uh, that's, a, good, that's a good analogy, Brian, a hammer, because it can be a, a tool of destruction or of creation. Yes. So, and with that, my friends, I think it's a good time to put a comment in the conversation. We'll put it right there. Until next time, this is Josh. And this is Brian. For Curiosity Continuum.